0: Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week on the show, I got to sit down with Lee Bryce, who I had not seen in person since the before times pre-pandemic. We've been talking, you know, the last few years over Zoom. So it was so great to see him in person, have him in studio. We had such a fun time just catching up about life new music he's been working on I think I may have influenced a song that he was writing in real time and maybe it'll end up having a spin on it that includes me and Shane I'm not sure we will see <laughs> we also talked about Lee's most recent single Save the Roses the incredibly like just heartbreaking heartwarming story behind that song that has turned out to be really sweet after the loss of one of Lee's cousins and one of his very close friends that he wrote the song with. I I love Lee Bryce so much. He's such a good guy. I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. I'm Katie Neal from Odyssey Country <laughs> sitting down with the one and only Lee Bryce, who I was uh, thinking about. I have not seen you in person since the before times, like pre-pandemic. What? No. And oh, like the last three times I've seen you, it's been on Zoom, which is oh, kind of crazy. Oh, yeah,
1: Zoom stuff. I almost forgot that that was, like, not real.
0: right i know it's kind of real but it wasn't real i mean it doesn't feel like i haven't seen you but it's just like i have that realization like still to this day like seeing people you're like
1: oh my god it's been forever oh but you know what we're past that and we're we're uh, rocking along thank the lord
0: (laughs) how are you how are the kiddos good
1: kids are great uh dear man i could tell you all day about them i mean truly's a tomboy and a princess and a gymnast and a ballerina and a, a, a mermaid.
0: <laughs> so what I just heard is Sarah is driving all the time, all over oh, to yeah. every and different... and that's just truly... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what Who about the boys? is
1: six going on... 16. 16, yep. Uh, Riker's biggest heart in the world. So empathetic to the point of, you know, watch a movie about a kid getting bullied or something. And he's like, Mama, why would you let me see this movie? Like, this is really, like, I don't, it's just, you know, like, nah, whoa, whoa. And he's, like, also the one who's, like, swinging, like, crazy wild was gonna, man the bull. <laughs> like, wild, say. like, crazy strong country boy. But he's got this humongous heart that, like, if he thinks somebody's hurting or he's just broken by it.
0: But that's so much like you. You know, I... I you're a know. big teddy bear. Everybody thinks you're a like zebra. this big, tough guy, but you're a big teddy bear.
1: Yeah, Dakota's 14. Wow. he thinks he knows everything, but he's starting to...
0: Are you ready to, like, start driving with him here in the next... Yeah, he's... You well, know? you know, I've
1: been driving. Yeah, now. I was, was going like, to say country boys. They were like three, four, five, <laughs> six. Got a Jeep for Sarah. I was going to say. 10-year anniversary
0: was it, so it was an anniversary gift. Someone had said it yeah. was a birthday gift, so I wasn't well, sure. It was
1: kind of, you know, we kind of had to combine. You those lumped
0: them in time. both. Got it. You know,
1: us regular old people have to do stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, and so uh, last night I got it actually to the house and had a little bow on it, and I said, Well, oh, <gasps> Dakota. Go turn around and let it let it face the things you know. This way he goes okay. He just jumps. In. I mean you know yeah. So like come his driving test he'll probably be like I was he'll be like, dude's gonna be like uh, son, do you want to put both ends on the wheel? He's like oh yeah right,
0: yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> ten and two. <laughs> oh my gosh, ten year anniversary. Are you guys doing anything to celebrate you and Sarah other than this jeep? <laughs> yes
1: yes I uh, had a big like Mexico cool place picked out. Uh, she lost her passport
0: so no. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well,
1: so we're getting it ordered and all that stuff.
0: I was going to say, you can do... I've had to do this for you to, like, rush order. Yeah,
1: well, this is... not. it's been twice now. So, it's going to take a little longer. So, long story short, yes, I found a different place in the States. But it's still going to be, honestly, we're both really looking forward to just, just having, like... And it's not a bunch of time. It's, like... Four nights,
0: but as a parent of three kids, four nights is an eternity. It's <laughs> like
1: four years, you know. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go down. It's like Florida esque, you know. But it's a cool spot, and you know, and just that's awesome. You know, be able to hang on the beach. I got her a bunch of massages, pl- like lined up, just ready to go.
0: You know the right thing. We don't yeah, want flowers. We want massages. Yeah, we want, want facials. <laughs> yeah,
1: just go. So.
0: That's awesome. If you could go back in time ten years ago to your wedding, what advice would you give yourself about marriage? That maybe you didn't know then, that you definitely know now.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd probably say, look back a little further, go ahead and just make sure all that other crap is all gone. <laughs> like It's not going to start popping its head up later. Yep. Like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't expect that, but that just kind of made things, you know, awkward. So can we just d- yeah. get rid of all that stuff? Like, we all got lives. And, you know, of course, Sarah's like all the time. She's like, well. Oh. Why does it matter if I talk about Mike or if I talk about... I'm like, well, maybe I really don't like to hear about you and your ex-boyfriends, you know? (laughs) Got to get past all that stuff. She's like, well, it's just a story. I'm like, I know, but I get jealous.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a good country music song right there, Lee Bryce. (laughs) I want to get to the new music that you've been working on. But first, something I wanted to talk to you about, something that I haven't got to talk to you about before, is you and the producer chair. Because yeah. I didn't realize that you had produced Garth's daughter, Allie Colleen's yeah. album. Yeah. Is that something that you feel like you're excited to dabble in more? Like, do you enjoy that, like helping other artists, especially the younger ones?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I actually, that's uh, been probably...
0: It's been almost two years ago right probably probably now,
1: but... Been, yeah, it's been a couple of years ago as far as Allie. But I mean, truthfully, the depths of me before even Nashville, that was what I was doing. I was writing songs and I was figuring out a way to record them to get to their potential even if i was doing it on, a, on a little casio keyboard mm-hmm. and da, 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 when i was 12 people actually i ask all the time i'm like hey so what's your favorite song to sing and i'm like well it's probably i don't dance and the reason is is because i a my number one goal as a kid when i started writing and singing and the whole thing was i want to write a song for my wife one day, who I didn't know she was at the time. That is the I sweetest want, thing I've ever heard. I want her to hear it on the radio. I want to produce it. I want to play all the stuff on it, the guitars. I want to, and in my, I didn't even know what all that meant then. I just mm-hmm. knew that that's, I wanted to do it all, right? And that song, I did it all. I played it all. I produced it all alone. Put it out on the radio. It was the only song I've ever been nominated for a Grammy for and it made her really happy to hear yeah. our song it made you know an impact on a bunch of other people I
0: have the lives. I I have chills right now thinking about like that's what you were like when I grow up when I, yeah, I want when a song I was for eight my years wife yeah. on the radio like <laughs> yeah I mean, when you talk about Riker yeah. being like the most that's what and I he mean he is I
1: swear that's him <laughs> so that was what that was and so production wise I mean I've been doing that my whole life yeah. and so even on every record I've done I've mm-hmm. been a major all the production. You're very like hands this. on. I've been that way all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, I've, even over the last three or four records, I've kind of hand chosen like my buddies mm-hmm. to come, yeah, make my music with me.
0: What is it like working with other artists on that? Like, did you learn anything producing while you've been doing that for anybody else?
1: Yeah. The biggest thing is going in and going, okay, now, this isn't producing myself. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if I produce myself and it whatever it flops or it, <laughs> it sucks then that's on me. But now whenever somebody else comes in and goes, hey, I want my song to sound like kind of that, that thing you do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, okay. I mean, I, I know I can do that, but what if you think that's what you want and then what you want when it gets there and just all the, and like, what if it fails and what if it, you know, all these what ifs. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've learned to go, you know, God gives us opportunities. I feel like he lays them in the right places most of the time, as long as you try to hone in on that a little bit. and Like Allie, you know, she's a special, special person. Mm -hmm. You know, and a special artist, and and so, it was really easy to go in there with her, but she was wonderful. She was like, nope, I don't like that, but I want to do it like this. I'm like, yes, let's do it like <laughs> that, because here's how we do it like that. Boom, I already know how to do that, because I'm yeah. done, it, you know? So, we had a lot of fun doing that, and yeah, it is, but it's a lot, I will say. It's a lot mm-hmm. to go produce somebody else, and I've learned that now, because it's enough for me to just be producing myself.
0: You yeah, know? exactly, and, and also have like a whole career as and, like, yeah, and, and three
1: children over here <laughs> yeah. going, hey, when are you coming home? So. And that's been something that's now a little on the back burner mm-hmm. even though i am mean, i could see myself producing music cuz that's probably like the guts of me
0: mm-hmm.
1: creating music not yeah. just writing or playing or but creating from the ground up is it includes all that so i think creating that music and producing music maybe is like the depths the of what i really want to be yeah and want to do and i love you know so I only got so much time in my life at the moment. Yes. (laughs) So uh, even Allie had some more songs she wanted to do. And I was like, like, Allie, I can't tell you that I can do that and give you the time that it needs for these few other songs or whatever. Uh, I mean, I would love to at some point. We'll Mm -hmm. get it done, you know. Uh, She's awesome, but uh, other folks too. But, yeah, it's fun. But, like, I'm working with Lewis, getting Mm -hmm. some stuff of his done. We've been producing that together, and he's killing it. And How fun is it
0: to be able to share this now, like, with your brother? Uh, like, I mean, I know that you guys have shared stuff before, but getting to do that is great.
1: It's even more fun now because when he first came to town, which I used to say a couple of years ago now, almost 20 years ago, he came to town. <laughs> so crazy. He's been working his butt off. Mm-hmm. He is now writing unbelievable songs, producing them, you know, getting them tracked, getting it all done. I'm like, bro, let's do this. You yeah. Know? In fact, he wrote one that really does involve it's called the product of and it's the product of our um, our mama and daddy so so literally when I say last like four days ago I went and put a a vocal on the second verse of this song that he was going to put out alone called the product of talking about our parents and so we're going to put out a little version of a song that that he you know he wrote and I helped co-produce with him and Ben Seminetti and we're going to put it out. And Mike Kerb wants to be a little part of it, you know, and so he was loving it. So, But to do something true like that, mm-hmm. it is really, really, like, gratifying and fun to be able to go. You know what, man? Like, this is somehow turned into a family thing, even though sometimes it feels like it's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like the music business is kind of, like, trying to
0: yeah suck tear you down you. and throw <laughs> the life
1: out of you. But, like, sometimes it gives you life, you know, and it yeah. just breathes life into you and that's one of them things that's happening right now so that's pretty cool
0: that's amazing and then you have a single out right now called save the roses yeah. will you tell me what the inspiration or tell me about the
1: inspiration to write that song was this song came from a place i was actually i grew up in a, a big family my mother's side a bunch of aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff my whole life and that was my whole life i mean that was everything we sang together i mean it's where all the roots of me comes from, right? And I had some older cousins; they were all kind of older, and they were, you know, I just looked up to them like they were my heroes. One of my older cousins passed away, and I I was in the middle of a tour, like you know, a couple of years ago, and I was like, you know, I got to figure out a way. I just I flew in, grabbed a spot, like grabbed a car, drove down, went to the funeral, got back in the car, came back, got on the plane, and went and met my tour back because I just, you know, had mm. to keep going. But I went down there. But when I got down there, I sitting in the uh, the service, I looked around and all my all my cousins. that looked like me, old big old boys. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're all in tuxedos and they're all kind of sweating. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> July, you know. It's kind of hot. Yeah. And they're like, and I'm looking at Robbie. You know, had they had a casket and they had you could see him there. And I'm looking at Robbie, going, "Dad, I hate Robbie."
0: Yeah.
1: And I could see my boys, all my cousins, going. We're here and we're doing what we're supposed to do. And I thought, I could see Robbie floating <laughs> up there above me going, what are y'all doing, dude? You see that? And the sun was going down. There's a big old pond outside. Mm-hmm. He said, y'all should be out there fishing right now. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing? Let's say, man, and get done with this thing. My wife had set a title and it just was a title. I just heard it on a movie or something. It's called Save the Roses. And I remember looking around that room and where I'm from and all my family, I mean, they ain't got no money. There's really, I'm talking about things like the fact that there were multiple, multiple, multiple bouquets of flowers and roses there. I was kind of looking around going, man, that's about $900 that my aunt would have loved to just just pay a bill. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Totally. And Robbie would be like, man, save the roses. Like, I ain't even there. Yeah. You know? All that to say. And I told my friends this, Kyle Jacobs and Joe Leathers, two, my two best friends. And I go, guys, like I said, man, you know, I had this idea, title, and and it was kind of with my cousin. And I said, I want to write it kind of cool, kind of rock and roll. And they're like, oh, okay, all right. And we'll get to writing a little bit. They said, well, tell us the story. I said, so I told them the story, what I just told you. And they said, well, buddy. I think we just need to write exactly what you just said. Yes, yeah, not rock and roll song. I
0: see what you were trying to do with it. but and I went,
1: all right, all right, all right, all right, fine. So we write the song exactly like I've remembered it, Save the Roses, and uh, it was beautiful. And it ended up being a bigger part of that whole story, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I know that you hadn't intended for that song to become a single, and I also know that it's like, it's really painful right now. So I don't want you to get into that if you don't want to.
1: Well, no, uh, you know, it was, uh, I think God has a, you know, a hand in, in in everything. And even sometimes when you think he does not but, uh, Mm-hmm. yeah so you know uh, during this process it's you know it's hard you know all the, everybody's putting songs out all the time mm-hmm. and like you gotta hit a hit song on the radio to keep things going and everybody's putting a yeah. song out all the time and put, they're putting 36 songs out and everybody's playing all 27,000 of yeah. them so you gotta put songs out and all the stuff and this song was special to me and I'm like well but I'd already had a couple hits off this record and I was like yeah. man I really need to move to some new stuff mm-hmm. so that's where I was going uh, and then Kyle, who I co-wrote "Save the Roses" with, with Joe, we had a brotherly thing, and they were my they were my compass. You know, that's mm-hmm. why the song turned out like it did. They didn't let me go stray off doing something quote cool. They said, "Nah, dude, <laughs> let's try it like it's supposed to be." And mm-hmm. we did. And then uh, we lost Kyle very recently, and uh, I wasn't going to put out. You know, this song, although I did love this song to the point of I would it's love, to, love to hit a bit. I wanted it to be, but my problem is, is, you know, I got a song on the radio for a full year every time I put one out. And it's mm-hmm. for me as a musician or a business, family man, I, mean, I got to like move forward, right? I got to, so it's hard for me. Like, mm-hmm. I write a lot of songs with a lot of friends and I want to put them all out, but I yeah. just I can't. I was going to move forward. And, but then uh, Kyle left us and, uh, I just could not get past the fact that I just wanted to put this song on the radio. I wanted people to hear because now it had a whole new meaning to me. And it uh, still does. And I, I just I just wanted to keep them around a little bit longer, you know? Yeah. And I, I called a couple of radio people. I said, look. You know, if it ain't a song you need to play, I get it. You know, I said, but I need to, like, give this to you
0: mm-hmm.
1: for him. And I want as many people to hear it as they can. You know, it ain't got to be a number one song. I would love for it to be that, you know, yeah. and he would love for it to be that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it may be. Who knows? Yeah. But it was really just I wanted to keep him around as long as I could because I still, you know, struggle with why he's not here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's again, I, I appreciate you talking about it. Cause I know that this is still like very recent and I know it's like really difficult and I think it's really brave of you to step out and share this, like knowing how hard it is for you. But I also think like other people knowing the story, like how much impact that song will have if it doesn't reach the masses and it reaches one person and makes a difference. It's yeah, one of those things that that's like, that's all that matters.
1: That is all that matters. And, you know, it's it's the biggest thing about Kyle. Probably the saddest thing about Kyle is, A, the people who never got to meet him Mm -hmm. because they are unlucky souls if they didn't ever get to meet Kyle Jacobs. Because he he was the light of the world all the time. He just was, you know. And honestly, he still is. There's so many people influenced still kind of just holding a torch through their life and through their actions including me, but, uh, he's also through uh, the music. Yeah. I mean,
0: like I, I can't even imagine like how many songs, you know, come on the radio or you hear something and you know that Kyle wrote or produced or had anything to do with it. Like that legacy is so, so wide and beautiful.
1: That is hard mm. to love. I drive your truck more than a memory. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Rumor.
0: <laughs> like you keep saying, I mean, like there's more, I can and keep more. Going. Yeah, I no, mean, I know. I can keep going. And I'm sure that there's so many people in and Nashville who could say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of other songs too, like a million other songs that, like, you know, this world's gonna go.
0: Wow. Well, I, I thought about that because I was like, I wonder how much of the next project Kyle was a part of that yeah. now, oh, like, stays be a, exactly.
1: He'll be a part of my projects. I mean, not just not even for me going. I want to make Kyle a part of my projects. Yeah, he'll be a part of my projects for. As long as I can foresee, because I've got so many songs that are just that important. hmm That just weren't right for the right time. Oh, yeah. And he's going to, and it's not just me. I mean, there's there's so much. So, so many much, songs sure. out there. Uh, but for me, like I said, I just, I thought, you know, man, if I can do anything in this world for my brother and my friend, I want him to live on a little bit longer right here with us. And I want people to hear this song that he would say. Mm-hmm. He would say, man, y'all should be fishing. Don't worry about me. That's the whole point. Yeah. I think that's maybe why he went down the road he went down is because he was so worried about everybody else and wanted to make sure everybody else was okay. And he didn't put enough emphasis on if he was okay or not, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Which is one of those things that so many people struggle with and, you know, taking care of yourself and your mental health. And I hope that right now you are also doing that for you because I know it's really hard especially at a time like this.
1: But it's a celebration. So yes, Save the Roses is really a celebration for us to have out. And I just feel like, I, you know, I know he's he's smiling out and going, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> got Woo. the single. Yeah. He's like, I got a single on the radio. <laughs> you know, he's doing a monkey dance over there. I love it. You know? That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I want to switch to a little bit of a, a lighter note and talk more about this new music that I've been working on because I know that you've, you've been in the studio. You've been doing all this stuff. So, like, what can you say? What is the next chapter of Lee Bryce and this record that you're excited about?
1: You know, it's, it's, it's uh, weird for me to say but because I'm always like, and i mean it i'm making a record that's very true to me who i am right now and i feel like i'm like i feel like i've broken record i feel like i've said this like seven or eight times now for all these records i've made but it's so true
0: no but that's where you should be as an
1: artist if you're at, not
0: turning in a record saying this is the best thing at i've all ever times, made yeah. the
1: best thing i ever made and it's true to me though like i'm not just going out and making the best record i ever made mm-hmm. quote because the songs are just a whole I personally stick to the gun of I still am making songs that are true to me. Mm. It's still the best record I ever made,
0: and not every artist gets to say that. They like they can turn it in and say it's the best record I ever made, but is it true to you, or is it is it true to yeah, you? And it's not been, the best record you ever made. There's
1: been the, both sides of that. I think right now, though, and the good news is I think right now. There's probably more artists out there putting out songs that are true to them. Mm. And I think they're probably the most successful people out there right now.
0: A thousand percent. you are talking
1: about Morgan Wallen mm. and
0: Luke Combs just put out a great album that Luke I feel like is so, true is, is so true to him. So
1: true to him mm-hmm. at all times. Thomas Rhett's been really, really sweet about walking that line of putting out great music, but also putting himself all over it mm-hmm. and being honest with it. Hopefully, it's not just a quote fad. I don't think that's ever a fad ever. If you're just being who you are and being honest, I don't think that's, that ain't never a fad. I I think,
0: I know that vulnerability is such a buzzword right now, but I think that as more people are realizing that is what actually connects. Like Carly Pierce, another amazing example of like, could not be a more vulnerable open book and every, the world has just like opened up for her.
1: Yeah. I've been, I've been so open for so long. I think people just got tired of the taste of my tears. I don't know.
0: Tired of tasting my tears. If you don't write that song, (laughs) oh my god, I love that. And then you brought Jared with you today, but how fun is it? I know I kicked him out because because you've been here making all kinds of inappropriate jokes, which I assume, like you know, when someone asks how making the record is going, and you say you're co-producing it with Jared Neiman, I'm like, well, no one will ever know anything that happened because it's so inappropriate.
1: (laughs) Uh, But it's so appropriate. Jared is such a savant. People don't realize how. Brilliant! I'm sure you do. You know, how yeah, brilliant no, and he is. he's one of the funniest people being. I've
0: ever met in my life. Well, and to be that
1: funny, <laughs> yeah. you got to be smart. Like, like yeah. there ain't many people who are that funny on a thing, and like it's just accidental. Like, no, he's one of these people. He's so genius that it's almost like unless you actually look for it or say, "Hey, give me some of that," he'll never let you know how smart he is. But man, Jared Neiman is a brilliant. But he's also just been a stud and been like he's been my friend you know mm-hmm. they could and we've always loved each other's music and support each other and stuff and so for him to come in i trust him yeah i trust him implicitly and i you know ben glover who was worked on the last record with me producing i'm getting them to know each other but i'll let the ben know now i'm like when i'm not in town Jared is me, <laughs> you know. So when Jared says something like you "just know that's me," talking.
0: how often does someone walk up to you and think that you're Jared or think that Jared is? Oh,
1: well, that, that <laughs> happened. That used to happen. Happened a lot in the beginning, right? That used to not so much happen now. a little bit. Uh, yeah. It's not so much now, but uh, we're looking forward to what's going on. Jared's on and, and and Ben Glover, and so we actually today, just even an hour and a half ago, we were talking about the next song, <gasps> and uh, we've got two, three. 15, that we're thinking about what the next song is. That's amazing. I did that's write one last happen. night called Local Boy. Yeah? Then I'm like, you know what? I think I might want to make sure that that's good enough to be the first single.
0: Local Boy. What's the spin on that? Or like the hook?
1: Girl is coming back home from leaving. You know what I'm saying? Leaving the whole small town. And you know what like, I love about that? Is that... She's coming back because she's like, I know where I can find a good time. <laughs>
0: I you know? am, I'm marrying a local boy after I went out into the world and lived in New York City, and I'm it was still. was L.A. Sorry, L.A.'s in the song. Is it? No, no, no. Yeah, no. But I like I truly, and my friends always. Have to be like we cannot believe that you are marrying someone well, from home.
1: And I'm like, I just I knew where to go to find a good man. You know where to go, right? And that's what the thing is. It's like, yeah. But the lo- the song is telling the local boy, she's here for the night. She'll be going oh. tomorrow. You can't. You ain't never gonna keep her local boy. Ooh. but she is coming back to yeah. what she knows. So there's going to be some good times had in the song. I love that. So I want to go. I actually am in the process, like, literally, when I leave your face <laughs> right here, me and Jared are going to go, and I'm going to go to the studio, and I'm going to go quirk and like twist and turn and take the song I wrote last night and turn it upside down and rip it inside out and then put it back together, see if I can make it as good as I think it can be.
0: That'll be great. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see how this turns out. I hope I hear it someday. Um, So from playing all of the very new stuff that you have out while we have you on the show this week, we're also playing, you know, things like your very first number one record, Uh. which a woman like you, I want to know, though, at this point, a woman like you becomes number one. You've been doing this for a while at that point, which most people don't realize. When you're an artist, there's no like, you know, you're struggling a lot of the time to like pay the rent or pay the mortgage. You get your first number one, you get your first big paycheck. What was the first thing you bought? Tell me it was a car.
1: Well, other than getting a house for like, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to get a mortgage and get stuff that I couldn't have gotten. I will say the very first thing I actually just bought, bought for myself was a, a 1979 CJ7 like my daddy used to have.
0: I don't even know what that is. It's a Jeep. It's a Jeep. Okay. Like an old oh. school Jeep.
1: And then I got a paint job on it trick it out a little bit you know <laughs> put the lift on it and put some you know i put a winch on it and just got it to where <laughs> you know my daddy i'm telling you my daddy had these he would put a corvette motor in his jeep and he'd drive me and me and my brother in the back seat down into the swamp like water up to our like <laughs> well let's just say our butts He'd get out and be chopping down trees and then have a trailer right there. And somehow that Jeep would pull that trailer out of that muck in that mud oh my full God. of wood. And he had chopped and all this stuff. It was just nasty. <laughs> I was like, I got to have a Jeep like You got to have one.
0: I love that. That is a great story.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?